0: Hi, this is Dr. Terry, and this is episode three of Chat with Dr. Terry, the podcast. So, I've entitled this episode, The Quote Unquote Perfect Ideal Your Ego and Learning to Ask for Help. Just to start with, learning to ask for help, why is this so hard for people to do? I really think a huge part of it is that we as humans have big egos, and so we often fear rejection. Um, and in a lot of cases, asking, of, asking for help just seems way too scary. Um, we fear being disappointed, that if we ask for help, we won't get the help that we need or the support that we need. And lastly, I think in a lot of cases, we fear potential judgment. You know, that the person that I'm asking for help might think and say like, oh, you know what? She's really struggling if she's asking me for help or they might think differently of me. But asking for help is so important because we are not robots and humans need other humans for support. I realized that I can't do everything by myself. And the more I allow myself to ask for help, the more I'm open to humbling myself, softening my ego and recognizing that I do not know everything. For a while, I think a lot of people might be able to relate to this. I really pride in myself in being able to get things done and just figure things out on my own. Even if it meant struggling, being on the struggle bus along the way, I didn't care because it still fed my ego and I was able to get it done. And really, I realized that this isn't just a habit that came out of nowhere. I think for some of you, at some point in your life, you did learn that you couldn't rely on other people. So if you, we, were to be honest with ourselves, we've probably been disappointed or experienced rejection and learn that we were only able to rely on ourselves. So when we think about perfectionism, with perfectionism comes these expectations that we have of ourselves, and oftentimes of others, whether it be our partners, our friends, colleagues, and even strangers. And these expectations are often so unrealistic. So what's the outcome of this? The outcome is often feeling less than. Um, feeling disappointed, and even resentful of people who can't exceed or meet our expectations. So let's get into perfectionism. Just as a reintroduction, I do want to say hello. My name is Terry, and I'm definitely a recovering perfectionist. What is perfectionism? It's setting these high performance standards for ourselves, always feeling the need to do more, Things never really being good enough, often feeling very self-critical. But there's also other not so favorable or glamorized signs of perfectionism. And so this might be having trouble completing tasks, thinking in very extreme black and white terms. It could be giving up too soon, being a procrastinator and not getting things done. Having your self-confidence being so dependent on what you accomplish instead of your already established self-worth as a person. It could be doing things over and over because it's never good enough for you or other people. Um, And fearing failure so much that you avoid things because of your insecure ego. So I want to talk about this idea of ego. Um, In psychological terms, ego is something that all personalities have Um, our personalities have three parts, and it's the id, the ego, and the superego. Just imagine yourself in the middle of an argument with two friends. One friend wants you to go to a party, and the other wants you to stay home and study for a test. The ego would likely decide to study for the test for an hour, then go out later. So psychologically speaking, the ego is the balance. But unfortunately, most people think of ego in the more popular use of the word, which is really the extent to which one thinks very highly of oneself, having very high self-esteem and high self-concept. So when thinking of the popular common use of the word ego, it's really the enemy of progress. And why is that? I think, to be honest, it's very gratifying when we're having experiences that make us feel good about ourselves, but, When you become addicted to feeling good, you're always chasing those things that make you feel good. However, what you're chasing might not help you grow. So what might that look like? It could be going to the events that make us feel or think like we're playing the part. It could be being around people that admire us and need us and adore us, but don't challenge us or push us to think differently or grow. This is even applicable in romantic relationships. It could be being with someone who thinks the world of you, which sounds so amazing, but that person might not be able to be honest with you or challenge you as a person. It could also look like accepting that job that's very cushiony, where we feel very competent. We feel like an asset. Um, You might even feel like you've arrived as you've felt like you've paid your dues, um, but that job might not stretch you to be better. So how do we manage this perfectionistic ideal that society glamorizes and being so egotistical that it's more of a detriment to our well-being in the long run, instead of being truly gratifying? So what I've learned is that it's really important to one, be okay with being good enough and not always having to necessarily be the best at everything. It could be realizing that you're not in competition with anyone else. And not allowing what others are doing to make you feel like you have to kick things into high gear. It's also important to get over yourself, really. And just honestly think less of yourself. Recognizing and decreasing some of the self-absorbed ideas that you might have. And really directing your focus to others. And truly putting your energy into helping others. I also think it's so important to talk less and put forth more action. You know, on social media, we see a lot of people talking and less people putting forth the action, and just letting their actions show. So not feeling the need to prove yourself to other people, which can often be seen as we're posting, you know, our best. You know, people often see your best and your highlight reel on social media. And they might not really see the reality of what's happening with you. So I think putting forth more action could lessen this urgency to put forth our best or to show our best or to talk about what we think our best is. Next, I think it's important to allow your work, whatever that might mean for you, to speak for itself. Not needing to seem successful or amazing or whatever it is in effort to impress other people. So managing this perfectionistic facade takes first recognizing that you're not a robot that can be wired perfectly, you're a human being. And as a human being, you're supposed to be flawed. So perfection does not exist. It takes recognizing that life isn't linear, it spirals, it goes up and down and drops without apology. So knowing that things will never be perfect. And it really takes being able to sit with that and just not letting the lack of perfection define you as a person. Allowing yourself to be human and make mistakes. So I thank you guys for listening. I hope this was helpful. Looking forward to continuing these discussions.